Hello, and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. My name is Shika Chaturvedi, and I'm the head of J.P. Morgan's Global Natural Gas Strategy. And I don't think it's a surprise to hear me today if you do follow the natural gas markets. Uh, we are sitting in a very situ interesting situation where prices have fallen to levels that we haven't seen since 1995. Um, and ultimately, we're in this situation as a result of extremely mild weather. So I think all, at the start of this week, weather completely collapsed for February. Our meteorologist now has weather pointing uh, to for February at 615 HDDs versus the 10-year normal, which is 778 HDDs. Um, and that has ultimately pushed our end March storage trajectory to 2.2 TCF, while our end October storage trajectory now points to 4.25 TCF. So as a reminder, embedded in our summer 2024 forecast is a pullback in production driven by the Northeast of something on the order of 1.5 BCF a day relative to December production in that basin. And we also assume a power generation uh, sort of natural gas demand level that is li likely to perform just shy of summer 2023, which is about 300 million cubic feet a day lower summer over summer. So with the movement down in price, we tend to be a little bit more confident in our power generation outlook, not because we think that there's any coal to gas switching out there, but it does appear that when renewable power generation does enter back into the stack, it seems to now be displacing coal fire or gas power generation versus natural gas because of the weak prices. Where we're less confident on is the supply side, even though we know that a major vendor did revise their supply production numbers, daily production prints down by one and a half BCF a day. Um, we're still seeing what we think is incredible productivity from gas producers, uh, particularly in the Haynesville. So specific to the supply side uh, and our concerns regarding that, we currently assume summer over summer that the Haynesville Basin is likely to decline 500 million cubic feet a day. And it's starting to feel a little bit too optimistic given the relentless stickiness of production in the Haynesville. And seemingly that's driven by the Western portion of the play and associated acreage in East Texas. Um, and we've been hearing all throughout the past two weeks about the capabilities of the Haynesville in that region um, and West Haynesville and particularly some of the big wells that are out there that can reach as high as 20, 25 million cubic feet a day. If we were to adjust our Haynesville production higher by 500 million cubic feet a day, ultimately that would raise our end October storage trajectory from 4.25, which we are officially at right now, to 4.35 TCF. And today is February 16th, and we're still very much in winter. And when you have an end October storage trajectory that is pointing to a range anywhere from 4.25 to 4.35 TCF, with no sight of any price-related demand help from uh, coal to gas switching or anything else, it's the very real catalyst that's really caused price to break through to the $2 per MMBTU level in such a significant way. The price likely needs to remain here until there's a noticeable change in the production profile. I think at least a one BCF a day correction lower on average through summer 24. So it's about 200 BCF of production. If production has to do all the work is necessary to kind of fix the storage congestion issue, or we could also 
end up seeing some more weather related demand this summer. But, you know, as an analyst, I would never trust for weather to show up. And I think winter is a clear example of that, uh, particularly. So where do we go from here? Um, ultimately, the fate of the U.S. natural gas market and the price for summer 24 relies heavily on producer behavior and mother nature. Um, we've been traveling over the past two weeks in Texas, Oklahoma, and Denver talking to producers, and we really are seeing that there is a lot of trepidation in really just considering the curtailment, economic curtailments of production. And that's particularly true for producers that are well hedged in 2024. Um, but I would say that, you know, when we look at producer hedging as a whole for the natural gas community, they are probably far less hedged than they are historically for Cal 24 than we've seen before. So there is a lot more exposure to the commodity price at this point in time. So the, the real question is how much of a hit to its realized gas price for the year is the producer willing to take? And I think that with some of the hedges that are in place, that there's a reasonable amount um, that they're willing to wait out and see kind of how things will play out in that 2Q period. But if weather doesn't show up, producers are gonna have to do the heavy lifting and we're gonna have to stay at prices that are particularly low. So as a reminder, in the Northeast, we see shut-in curtailment prices somewhere around 70 to 80 cents for MMBTU. While in the Haynesville, we see that price closer to a dollar, a dollar ten per MMBTU, and both of those are in their regional respective regional pricing. Um, from here, you know, I think one of the things that we're starting to see this earnings season is the fact that activity is being further cut because of these low prices. But you know, these this is not really prompting us to change our forecast for production by any means at this point in time. We used history as a guide, and, and last year was a perfect guide for this. Anytime you heard about activity reductions in the earnings season, it took months to kind of see that activity fall off. And that's really because of contracts, rig contracts that are in place, frat crew contracts that are in place. So we think that the production decline that you are you would expect to see normally with activity drops or just won't be there just like we didn't see it in 2023. So it really just tends to suggest that potentially this could help the Cal 25 trade even further. And I know we sound like a broken record on this, but we are still very supportive on Cal 25 price. So on one hand, there's, there's really two reasons for this. And on one hand, it's we continue to see that production is not likely to grow particularly in this environment, this isn't the place or the time to start really bolstering up your activity and pushing forward into Cal 25 for anything big at this point in time. But the second thing is the, the fact that the existing plans for midstream additions in Louisiana are currently caught up in some legal disputes regarding right of way. So there are three new pipelines that were to be constructed to help flow Haynesville produ uh, production closer to the Gulf. Um, and as far as we know, one of them, which is uh, Williams's project, Louisiana Energy Gateway, has already been delayed uh, from late 2024 start to now the second half of 25 because of this legal issue with right of way. And ultimately, it is about the idea of these pipelines, these big pipelines crossing over other pipelines that are existing in the ground at the current time, um, which is is causing the backlog at this point in time. If you cannot get your Haynesville production closer to the Gulf, then 
when Plaquemines comes on, there will not be enough supply for sure to be able to meet the extra demand. And as a reminder, we have Plaquemines feed gas flows starting in 3Q24, and we do expect for the project to be fully online with 3.2 bees a day by the end of 2025. And so this sets up a very interesting dynamic of tightness, particularly for Henry Hub, that we think will translate to in the Cal 25 tray for IMAX. At this point in time, we're still going to hold our $4 per MMBTU 4Q24 price forecast and our $4.75 per MMBTU Cal 25 price forecast because we really do believe that this tightness is real and it's going to be problematic. So for now, that wraps up this week's Commodities edition of JPM's At Any Rate podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we look forward to continuing the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to J.P. Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on February 16, 2024.